You're listening to a message from Mattia Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Hello, Southridge. It is great to see you. I'm so excited that you are back for another broadcast. Wherever you're watching this from, welcome and greeting from our church family to yours. I hope you're staying healthy. hope you're staying strong. And I'm so grateful that you took some time out of your morning, whether you're watching this at our 9 a.m., 10.30 or 5.30 service, or you're catching the podcast later on in the week. We're so glad that you took time to be with us. And so I hope you're enjoying your coffee. You got your Bible, a journal, and you're ready to dive in. Right now, if you could do me a favor first, though, and give me a shout out. Say hello. Let me know where you're watching from and your name. We always love to greet people in the chat. Also, if you're watching during our 9 a.m. or 1030 service, would you stop now and say a prayer for our essentials giveaway team that's at Oak Grove High School, who we're serving hundreds of families across the Bay Area with groceries, fabric masks, and toiletries. And church family, friend, if you need that, pull on through. And if you feel like volunteering, volunteer. We have masks and gloves for you. It's just from 9 a.m. to 11. We'd love to have you there. Or if your family or you have some friends that need some essential items, come on by. We want to see you. We'd love to be there with you. Also, we're praying with people. We're giving out Bibles. It's a great opportunity. You say, I want to be a help pastor. Here's how you can be a help. You can pray for us, number one. Number two is you can help donate for our essentials items. You can donate by texting Southridge to 77977 and you can use that text to give option to make a small donation and to be a part of helping feeding the families in the Bay Area. Also, a special announcement, next Sunday is a special Sunday. Now, if you know what next Sunday is, can you put it in the chat? Come on, be the first person, beat everybody else because you know what next Sunday is. Did you put it? Do you see it? Next Sunday is... Mother's Day. It's going to be a great Sunday. I don't want you to miss it. We want to celebrate moms. I know this year Mother's Day may look different. I have a tradition that's been almost 10 year long tradition that we're going to break our streak this year because we can't go to our restaurant because it's closed. We have to order out. But anyway, we still want to have a great Mother's Day. So what our church is doing is we're doing a special competition that you can enter your mother in. You say, what do I have to do? Download our Southridge app. Southridge app text it to 77977, download the app, and there's a a link there where you can vote for the best mom. And whoever gets the best, most votes, that mom is going to receive a special present, a gift from our church. We'll also be honoring moms online. And so it's going to be a great opportunity. You can go on Facebook and enter your mother, write a paragraph or two saying why your mom is the best mom, because we want to celebrate motherhood next Sunday. Well, as we dive into this week's message, are you ready? I hope you're prayed up. I hope you're ready to have God speak a word into your heart and life. I believe that he has something that is life transforming that's going to be a help to you this uh, morning, afternoon, wherever you're watching this. Because today what I'm noticing is that people, because of fear, are not making the best decisions. Two weeks ago, I watched a documentary about Patriots former quarterback Tom Brady called The Goat. 
He has had so many championship wins, so many Super Bowls. I mean, he's known all over the world. But what's interesting about Tom Brady is his draft report. His draft report said, too slow, not a great arm, doesn't have a very tight spiral, not that great of a player. So he was drafted in the draft as the 199th draft pick. But something about Tom Brady was he knew that I'm going to take my shot. Whenever my shot happens, I'm going to take it. I'm going to be ready for it. And he did. And when he took his shot, he never looked back. Now, there were other quarterbacks that graduated from the same college or drafted the same year. They're no longer playing in the NFL. Some are car salesmen. Some are ESPN reporters. Some are just involved with normal life. And they all look back and they were asked during this documentary, what was the difference? They said, Tom Brady didn't get drafted before us, but when his shot came up, he was not afraid to take his shot. My concern right now is that God wants to do some great things, but you and I are afraid to take our shot. I think too often doubt is threatening our destiny because you and I, we can get uh, so afraid to take that shot. So afraid to do what God is wanting us to do. So afraid to even step out of the doors of our home just to get a breath of fresh air. We're so locked and paralyzed in anxiety, but God doesn't want you to be like that. He wants you to understand that, yes, we need to be aware. We need to be safe. We need to practice all the things that we're told. But at the same time, don't get locked into fear that you're afraid to even get up, take a shower, brush your teeth and read your Bible. Don't be so afraid that your mind is fixed on negative things. And then what happens is when God brings an opportunity your way, you're afraid to take it. You're afraid to go for that job interview. You're afraid to go for those opportunities. Why? Because you are so overwhelmed by fear. In Mark uh, chapter number 10, I want to read a story. It's a powerful story. It's about a man who is blind. Let's notice this story. The Bible says in Mark 10 verse 46, Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus' disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. And a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling for you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. He jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. You know, it's hard to take a long shot when you're afraid of losing what you've got. It's hard. Here's a man who we don't know how long he's been blind. We don't know how long he's been sitting by the roadside. But all of a sudden, he hears something. His sight is gone, but even he can see an opportunity as it's passing by. The opportunity that was passing by had a name. Its name was Jesus. You see, blind Bartimaeus had heard that Jesus has raised the dead, that Jesus has even gave sight to the blind. 
Could you imagine wanting something so bad, so desperately, wanting sight and thinking, I would do anything just to see again, just to see a beautiful blue sky, just to see some beautiful scenery? Here is a man who is desperate. And all of a sudden, he hears about a man by the name of Jesus who's reported to be able to do miracles. And so blind Bartimaeus has a shot that's about to pass him by. I believe for many of you sitting in your living room, watching your phone, listening to this podcast, watching on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you're viewing this from, God is about to pass you by. You see, the miracle is in motion, but some of us, you've got your cereal bowl in your hand, you're comfortable on your couch, and you're not ready for it. And you're not ready to take your shot when it's coming by. Here's a man who had an awful condition. His condition has limited him. He sat at the gates and he sat outside Jericho begging. There he is, this beggar, day after day, he would sit there and beg. Day after day, here he is. He's blind, he's a beggar, and now we see that something's about to happen. But his condition is contradicting his position. You say, what do you mean his his, uh, position is contradicting his position? You see, he gets a last name. Uh, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, that means one who is favored. You see, this man had a job. This man had an anointing on his life, but he wasn't able to do it. Why? Because he's blind. Many of us, because of our blindness, it's limiting us. Some of us, we're just like blind Bartimaeus. We're sitting by a road begging for something, begging for likes on our socials, begging for a relationship, begging for love, begging for something, and yet we're not willing to take our shot when it comes. And so blind Bartimaeus, yes, he's blind. Yes, he's a beggar. But I want you to see this man, he is blessed. You say, what do you mean blessed? This man, when it comes to his blessing, understands something, that his blessing is such that when it came to this time where he's about to go and do something great, he takes advantage of it. He says, Jesus of Nazareth, son of David, have mercy on me. See, the blessing was his blindness. You say, how is blindness a blessing? I want you to see that blindness is a blessing because he wasn't relying on his sight to see what Jesus could do. The Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Some of you and I We are limited by what we can see. And because of what we can see, we are missing out on what God has for us. Because you are limiting what what you're acting on because you want everything safe, everything to be perfect in your life. You see, blind Bartimaeus, he is blessed because he is about to step out of his comfort zone. He's about to say, even though I'm blind, I believe that Jesus can save me. I believe that Jesus can heal me. I believe that Jesus can do the impossible in this situation. And so here's blind Bartimaeus. He's making a decision. He's gonna step out. And he said, you know what? I know I'm blessed. And the blessing of his blindness was that faith didn't rely on sight. Some of you, your faith relies on what you can see. This morning, your faith is limited by what you can see. The only way that you're going to sacrifice and move is if you know of everything secure and perfect. But sometimes faith means risk. Faith means stepping out before you can figure out how it's all going to turn out. And it's trusting your heavenly father that he has your good in mind. So understand this man, he had a condition. But this condition wasn't about to limit him because he had heard what the prophet Isaiah said, that there one day shall come a a man who can heal blind eyes. And the prophet goes on to say that the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. You see, Jesus was this miracle in motion. Jesus is passing by and blind Bartimaeus was not going to let his miracle pass him by. You know, some of us, we need to get in motion with our miracle. We're 
sedentary, we're stagnant, and God's like, get up out of that chair. For some of you, you've been locked in your home for three or four weeks, and it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to grab your fabric mask and to go outside and get some good, clean, fresh air. It's time for you to get along with God and pray and seek His face. Don't let your condition limit you. Notice what else Jesus does. Jesus does something. He calls him. You see, blind Bartimaeus didn't have his sight, but he had his hearing. And he was ready to hear the voice of God. Let me ask you this. Are you using what you've got? You say, I don't have a job right now, pastor, so I'm just going to sit here. No, no, you need to use what you've got. Do you have a telephone you can call and encourage people? Hey, uh, are you able to get down on your knees and pray for people? Hey, are you able to use what you've got? God's given you something. Are you using it? Blind Bartimaeus was using his ears. He'd heard Jesus was walking by, but then the Bible says that Jesus called for him. He called for him. Here's what's interesting. As blind Bartimaeus was shouting with his voice, as he was lifting up his voice, the crowd was telling him to be quiet. I'm glad blind Bartimaeus didn't listen to the crowd, did he? Instead of listening to the crowd, he shouted even louder. And Jesus heard his call and Jesus called him back. You see, you and I need to use our hearing to hear God's voice speaking to us. For too long, we haven't been listening to his voice as it's calling to us. You see, the crowd was telling him to be quiet, but here Jesus said, call for him. Many of you might be thinking, man, if Jesus ever called for me, I would go to him. If Jesus ever spoke my name, I would run to him. Because right now I'm in a desperate situation. I'm watching what's happening on the news, what's happening around the world, and I'm desperate for God to do something. I want to let you know something. Jesus is calling for you. He did call you. In Matthew 11, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He is calling for you. Yes, he's calling for you, listener. Yes, he's calling for you, watcher. This morning, Jesus calls to you. Will you come to him? Will you say, Jesus, I'm ready to come to you. I'm ready to receive you. And as soon as this blind man hears that Jesus is calling for him, notice what he does in verse 50. Blind Bartimaeus throws aside his coat. He takes off his coat and he throws it and he runs to Jesus. Why is that significant? Why is that powerful that he takes his coat? For several reasons. For blind Bartimaeus, His coat represents so much more than just a coat. Even today, you can look at somebody's clothing and you can kind of tell what they're a part of. If you see somebody walking down the street or in a place somewhere wearing a white lab coat, you instantly think that person's a first responder. If you see somebody with a blue coat with some patches on it and with a vest on, you think that person is a police officer. If you see somebody with a, 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 a jacket that's black and it looks like a tuxedo, you think that person's about to get married. Our coats say a lot about us. Our coats are a covering. You see, this man, he couldn't cure his blindness, so he covered it. You and I, we use all kinds of coats to cover our weaknesses. He he couldn't cure it, so he's got to cover it. You and I can't cure our addiction, can't cure our affliction, so we cover it. We hide it from people. We act like it doesn't exist. And so what are you covering this morning? What is it that you think nobody's going to know about? I just got to keep this thing covered. I'm telling you, stop covering that thing. Let God work with that thing. You see, blind Bartimaeus, he knows something. I got to take this coat off. I can't be covered. You see, he covered what he couldn't cure. His coat was also a comfort for a condition he couldn't correct. This is a security. Some of you go back to the same relationships, the same deadbeat jobs, the same deadbeat addictions, the same deadbeat bad habits because you are trying to comfort a condition that you cannot correct. 
and you are stuck in that condition. It's why you're so insecure. It's why you're given into fear. It's why you're given into panic. It's why you're given into anxiety because you are stuck in that condition. And there you are like Linus from Peanuts holding on to your comforting blanket. You're not about to let it go. As Jesus is calling for you and you're not willing to throw aside that coat, he has something better for you. But yet we've got a church today as the world needs to see a bold church, a church that's on fire for God, a church that says, yes, we understand what's going on, but we will not be in fear of what's going on. We will rise up and we will pray for healing. We will rise up and we will pray for the nation of God to have revival. We will rise up and we will feed the hungry. We will rise up and provide the toiletries for those who need it. We will rise up and we will give our finances away to people who need it. We will rise up and we will encourage those who are downcast. We will help the hopeless. We will uh, be there for those who are lonely. We will be there for those who are struggling. You see, it is not a time for you and I just to hide behind our coats, just saying, no, 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 look at poor me. No, church, I need to speak to you right now who are locked in fear. Yes, you, I'm talking to you, sitting there, scared to death about what's gonna happen in the future. God says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will take care of itself. Today, God is trying to get you to come out of that comfort, to cast off that garment and say, stop living in fear. Some of your thinking is eating you to death. You can't sleep at night. You're having to take antidepressants and God doesn't want you to live like that. He wants you to be free from the fear. Don't listen to the fear because fear blocks our thinking. You need to have some faith food this morning. You see, we need to feed our faith and we need to starve our doubts to death this morning because God doesn't want you to hide behind a coat. You see, Jesus doesn't cure what you keep covered. So it's time to take that coat and cast it aside. I don't know what your coat is. Maybe you're hiding behind a job. Maybe you're hiding behind a career. Maybe you're hiding behind expensive things. Maybe you're hiding behind food. Maybe you're hiding behind your wealth. I don't know what you're hiding behind, but God does not cure what you keep covered. And so if you want that healing, you need that cure. Then this morning, it is time. This afternoon, wherever you're watching this, it is time for you to say, God, I need healing. Think about Adam and Eve. Man, they tried to find something to cover, didn't they? And God said, that's not going to work. What have you tried to manufacture? What, what clothing have you tried to make? Right now, we're going crazy at our house trying to make fabric masks for people. We got the sewing machines. My wife jokes that we've got a sweatshop happening in our house. We're making all kinds of things, trying to help people, trying to be there for people. And yet so many of us, we are sewing garments of fig leaves to try and cover our insecurities, try to cover our hurts and our pain and our hangup. And God is saying, hey, take care of, cast it off. I don't care about that. It could be that this coat was the one nice thing this beggar had. And it could be that this beggar said, I'm going to give this up because Jesus means more to me than this coat. Jesus means more to me than what I'm using to cover myself. I don't care what society thinks. Imagine this. You're this blind man. What was the crowd saying to him? The crowd was telling him, be quiet. Stop shouting. That's the master. That's Jesus you're talking to. But instead of being quieter, he got louder. He was willing to be made a fool because he saw my shot is passing by and I can't let it go by. I must go after it. I must do what I can to get that shot, to get my miracle, to be in motion with what God is doing. And so he said, I'm gonna cast off my garment. So are you willing this morning to cast off that garment? You see, he was willing to let it go. You see, are you willing to risk your reputation for Christ? Are you willing to let it all go at the foot of the cross? Are you willing to say, I don't care what family members say about me. I've got to follow Jesus. I don't care what friends say about me. I've got to serve Jesus. I don't care what the world may think of me. I've got to tell other people about Jesus. Does it mean that much to us or does it mean that little to us? 
Some of us are following the crowd. And guess what? If you're following the crowd and waiting for the crowd to give you approval and permission to continue to do what you know is right, the crowd is always wrong. One moment, they're telling the blind man to be quiet and to shut up. The next moment, the same crowd is saying, be encouraged. Jesus wants you. This crowd doesn't know what they want. Don't wait for the crowd. Instead, say, Jesus, I'm going to go after you. But I want you to see something so powerful. This man, what brought his healing? What did all of this? What started it when he realized I've got to take my shot? You see, how did he take his shot? By a shout. His shout is what got him out. This morning, sometimes you and I, we need to get a shout of praise to Jesus. We need to get a shout of praise to God and what he's doing. You say, I, I don't see anything good. Then you're looking at the wrong stuff. You need to say, God, I understand that you can give freedom. See, even this blind man saw his shot was coming and he was going to take advantage of it. You see, your silence is exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to stay silent. He doesn't want you to tell your neighbors about Jesus. He doesn't want you to tell this world about Jesus. He doesn't want you to help out with the essentials giveaway and pray over the vehicles that are crying out for hope, that are crying out for Jesus, that are crying out because there's no answers on television. There's no answers in the news. There's no hope for this. There's no cure for this. Jesus is the only way. And so your fear is keeping you locked in silence. But this blind Bartimaeus knew something that you and I need to know. It was his shout that got him out. But stop for a second. Think for a second. Blind Bartimaeus is sitting on the road outside of what city? Put it in the chat if you know what city. It's the city of Jericho. And it was his shout that got Jesus' attention outside the city of Jericho. He shouted outside of the walls of Jericho. He shouted outside of the walls of Jericho. He shouted outside the walls of Jericho and got his miracle. Think, think, church, think for a second. Who else shouted outside the walls of Jericho and received a miracle? It was the children of Israel. They marched around Jericho and then they shouted. And that was when they got their miracle. Understand that the great things happen when you are willing to shout, when you are willing to say, I am going to go after my miracle, that I'm going to seek God, that I'm going to pursue God, that I'm willing to shout. I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's listening, that I've got to praise Jesus. I got to praise him when I have things. I got to praise him when I don't have things. I'm going to praise him when I feel like it. I'm going to praise him when I don't feel like it. I'm going to give him the glory that he is due because just like blind Bartimaeus, he said, Jesus, son of David, he is recognizing that he is a king, that he is in the line of kings. He's understanding who Jesus is, that he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You and I need a reverence him. You and I need to honor him. You and I need to understand that Jesus is the one true king. He is the ruler. He is the savior of my soul. Too often you and I are guilty of wanting the kingdom of Jesus without the king. So he's the king this morning. He's the one true king. He's the savior king. He, he blind Bartimaeus realized that Jesus is the son of David, the king of Israel, the one that they've been looking for, hoping for. You see, blind Bartimaeus realized his healing was on a highway passing him by and he wasn't gonna let the crowd determine what he did. This man was desperate. This man was determined and this man was delivered. How desperate are you for Jesus to work in your life? How determined are you with your cocoa puffs and crispy cereal? How about you say, you know what? I don't need this food. I need Jesus right now. More than anything, I need to see him. I'm so desperate for him. We've got to see him. And yet too often, we as Jesus followers are the worst at following him. Here was a crowd, even with his disciples, and they weren't going after. What kind of people tell a man who needs Jesus to be quiet? And yet you and I are guilty of doing the same thing. Instead of pursuing Jesus, 
We need to have that courage to say, you know what? Like blind Bartimaeus, I need to go after Jesus. What has stopped you from going after Jesus? What has stopped you? Have you been listening to a crowd who's told you to just lock down in fear? Or are you saying, you know what? I believe that God will take care of me. Yes, I'm going to be safe as I go outside of my home, but I've got a mission to do. I've got, I can't live in fear, trapped in fear. We are the church of the living God. He will take care of us. He will protect us so we can live in the comfort and calling that he has given us. So we will walk out of here being brave for him. Uh, too often people will tell me, oh, you're so brave. You're so determined. Uh, it's not necessarily that. It's that I'm afraid like everybody else is afraid. I have anxiety like everybody else has anxiety. I have worries like everybody else has worries. But I, I heard a great quote that was so powerful. It's from a movie. In 2011, a movie called We Bought a Zoo came out. And Matt Damon's character is talking to his son. And he talks about how in life, there are moments when you need just 20 seconds of crazy courage. And I've realized that's what we need in Christianity is some people who have 20 seconds of crazy courage who say, I will step out and do the impossible. I will walk on water, not because I need glory, but because it's going to point people back to Jesus, that I will step out and I will go to Jesus and do exactly what he has called me to do because I need him. I want him. I can't live without him. I need Jesus more than I need breath. I need Jesus more than I need food. I need Jesus more than I need this life. I need Jesus. He is my hope. He is my healer. And I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. Church, how desperate are you for Jesus? How desperate are you to take your shot? I know you're lonely and hurting. And the one thing that can heal you is the one thing you're not pursuing. You're not pursuing Jesus. You're not praying and fasting like you ought to. You're not seeking him on your knees in your Bible. You're not loving him through your hands and good works in the community. The community is not seeing the church. And I'm ashamed of what the church is doing. We're doing so little. And when you do so much more, we need to be out there loving our community, serving our community, making a difference that only the church can make because there's some beggars by the highway. There are some blind beggars trapped in darkness and they need to see a great light that you and I have seen. We call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves people that want to serve and do right. You can still serve others and practice social distancing. You can still be out there ministering, witnessing, being salt and light in this community, even during this pandemic, because Jesus, he's given us the wisdom to, to, uh, to follow the right rules so that we could see great things happen. So don't be locked into your fear. Be determined. You see, when you are determined, you won't let discouragement stop you. You won't let anything stop you. And think about this. Aren't, don't you think that blind Bartimaeus is glad that he didn't listen to the crowd? If he would have listened to the crowd and stopped shouting, what would have happened? He wouldn't have got his miracle. He might have died a poor, blind beggar, never, ever taking his shot. Right now, friend, I know this message might be hard for you to hear. I know you might be thinking, but pastor, I'm so afraid. God doesn't want you trapped in that fear. And I think for many of us, fear has become a blanket that we hold on to. I think some of us love our fear because we're using it as a crutch instead of doing what we're called to do. I think it's time we say, God, I'm going to lift up this garment of fear to you, this garment of worry to you, this garment of, of anxiety to you, God, and I got to give it to you. I've been hiding behind it. I've been using that as an excuse that I can't get out of bed. I've been using that as an excuse as why I just need to watch Netflix all day. Instead, I'm going to cast it down. I'm going to say, you know what? There's a mission that God has for me. You see, Jesus is the miracle and he's passing by. Are you going to take advantage of it? Right now, if you know Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you would take advantage of Jesus as he passes by, as he calls for you. Would you pray this prayer with me? Would you say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are my miracle. You are my savior. 
You died on the cross for my sins. I want to receive you now as my Savior. Renew a right spirit in me. Restore my faith. Give me that crazy courage to go and do what you're calling me to do. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, would you let us know in the comments? Would you let us know how we can pray for you and minister to you? And if you need anything, church family, you can come on Sundays to Oak Grove High School. We can provide you with essential items. Or next week, it's Mother's Day. Go on there and talk about your mom. Download our app. Stay connected with us. This is a great community. This was the greatest time in the day and age of the church. I know you may not believe that, but I do. And borrow my faith and believe it that the best is yet to come. That these are great days to serve Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you next time. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.